Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Friday, July 22nd, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability and totals using hitter and pitcher projections I've created along with weather data in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game played Monday through Sunday there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. It's my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on and explain about the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling. So what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. As always, please remember, good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. A plays almost seem to be profitable every day. It's 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 truly bizarre. I tweeted about this. I, I, I don't, I mean, I'm happy that the A plays keep doing this. And I know a lot of y'all are writing. That's fantastic. That's, that's why I'm doing this. Uh, I, I always say, if, if you're new here and you haven't heard me say this or if you missed it, it doesn't even matter what profits I can show in a sheet. What only matters is that you're profiting. And so that's one of the reasons why I only use one sports book. It's the reason why I try to lock in plays at just one time. And I don't do a lot of the shopping around because I can shop around all I want. And, and maybe y'all aren't able to. And so if I show profits because of that, that doesn't do anybody any good. Right. And so I'm, I'm only about you making profits and a lot of y'all are writing A plays and it's been fantastic. It's puzzling though, just how I feel like the A plays have had a lot of the good luck and the B plays, the bad luck. And I feel like that's going to keep changing, but it didn't change last night. It keeps not changing. So maybe it never will. I have no idea. It makes no sense. Uh, how terrible the B plays have been. I feel like, you know, they, they are a tier below the A's, but, it, but the results are just so different and, it, and it's confusing, but Hey, the A plays keep rolling. Uh, which is a lot of fun, you know, if you're backing those. And at some point, like I said, I think the B plays will get going uh, and be a good complement to the A plays. It just, I don't know, it hasn't happened yet. So we'll see if that changes here in the second half. Uh, but again, another another good day for the A plays yesterday, which is um, always fun. Uh, just a quick scheduling note, at least for the near future, on days where there aren't early day games, which is mainly Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, the show will be a little bit later. I'm going to tweet out about this as well. Uh, just a little bit kind of a schedule update. I'll still do the earlier shows, mainly on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays where there's day games, but just in an effort to, uh, you know, always be concerned about self-care and whatnot, just give myself a little bit more sleep on the other days. So a little bit later shows, most of the time on uh, Monday, Tuesdays, and Fridays, since there's no day games and we've got all data uh, to be thinking about our plays. And so before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way, assuming you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment from YouTube. I love those. I try to respond to as many as I can. We've also partnered with Horse Racing Today, and you can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. For those of you who like to play the ponies, they are a team of five with over 125 years of combined experience in handicapping horse races. There isn't an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Today, their favorite play is over at Del Mar Race 3. Let's check out their YouTube shows or their website. The links are in the description. So again, no day games today. We have a 640 Eastern first pitch that'll get us going. The Cardinals at the Reds, and you're going to hear kind of a common theme 
today more overs than unders. Usually I'd like to kind of stick more 55 to 60% unders. In general, we skewed way hard unders early on when, when people weren't realizing quite the how dead the ball was and how the weather was affecting that ball. Today's going to be an over day. There's a lot of good hitting weather today. And it starts us off here in Cincinnati. We're going to start at 90 degrees. We're going to close still in the low 80s. The winds will be blowing out tonight. Not very strong, though. Uh, the 5 to 10 mile an hour range to start and then below 5 miles an hour to finish. Really, it's just about this heat. Uh, it's also about these two teams getting together and playing. They play higher scoring games. It's about this ballpark. It's one of the most hitter-friendly ballparks we see. I'm going over 10 with an A-grade pick. I have no reason to think this number should be this low. Um, the model says 11.6, and, and I know that Wainwright's a good pitcher, and I have Ashcraft as a good pitcher. Both these guys I have as better than average, uh, but the Cardinals' offense is really good. The Reds' offense, they know how to score at home. It's a hot day at a hitter's ballpark. I just think there should be a ton of runs in this game, so I'm really confident this over 10. I love the I love the odds at minus 111, not having to pay, pay any juice for it. Again, I think 11 is probably a better total for this game, maybe even 11 and a half. It's going to feel like a Coors Field game, in my opinion, with just this weather. Again, Wainwright, uh, a three ERA on the season. The advanced metrics say it should be closer to four. Good, not great. Ashcraft, a 445 ERA. The advanced metrics say it should be in the low fours. So when you look at the FIP and the XFIP and the XERA, those type of things, Ashcraft is not that far behind Wainwright this year. Now, Wainwright obviously has a track record of, of doing a little bit better. Wainwright's going to give you a little bit more length. And that's why I've Wainwright projected as a better pitcher than Ashcraft. But Ashcraft's a young guy who's getting better by the start, you know, at least in theory. Uh, so I don't think the discrepancy really is that huge here. I think the main discrepancy is the fact that the Cardinals have a better bullpen and the Cardinals have a better offense. And that's why I'm backing the Cardinals here at minus 157. It's a B-grade pick. The price is just a little too high for an A-grade. The model thinks minus 172. So I think there's still some value here, and I think there's reason to back the Cardinals. I don't I don't really see how the Reds have an edge in this game. I mean, they're home. That does give them a little bit of a boost, but otherwise the Cardinals are just the right side here from every angle you look. I'm just my 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 point talking about the pitchers is just I think their edge in the starting pitcher department is actually smaller than you might think. But they just have a big edge on offense and a big edge in the bullpen. So I, I still think that the Cardinals are the right side. I just don't love minus one fifty seven in this situation on the road. Um, against the pitcher in Ashcraft, who's solid um, in a game that I think will have a ton of runs, and, and I think the Cardinals will score a ton of runs, especially when we get to that Reds bullpen. Um, but I don't, I just don't love laying this type of price. If this was in the minus one forties, even the high minus one forties, that would get to an A pick. But at minus one fifty seven, it's one I like, just not one I love. Seven to five Eastern first pitch, Marlins at the Pirates. Warm one in Pittsburgh, 86 degrees, going to close in the upper 70s, winds blowing out. Similar story to Cincinnati. They're going to start off a little bit stronger, die down as the night goes on, but winds blowing out to left field. Braxton Garrett versus Jose Quintana. Garrett has a 370 ERA. Advanced metrics say maybe a little bit better than that. Kind of a same story for Quintana, 399 ERA. Both these guys, though, project to be above average starting pitchers. The model says a total of 8.7. Now, this is one that's kind of hard to swallow. Both of these offenses are terrible. Uh, the Marlins offense, we talked about it yesterday, didn't score it yesterday. I mean, they're, they're, they're truly terrible right now. It is what it is. Pirates offense, just terrible in general. Uh, both these offenses are terrible. Both starting pitchers are decent. I'm probably going to be on the over on this one. You have a slightly hitter-friendly park. You have a warm night. 
the Marlins offense performs better against lefties, or projects better, I should say, in that they're just extremely right-handed heavy. And so the fact that they're right-handed heavy means that they should perform better against lefties. I don't buy in the splits over half seasons, things like that. You get down a data rabbit hole, but there's just no evidence that says that that's predictive. The best thing to do for predictive lefty-righty splits, other than a couple of one-off situations, is just say, do you have more righties or more lefties? And just kind of play it based off of that. Marlins are really right-handed heavy. That's going to help them against Quintana. Model says the Marlins should be a slight road favorite, and the total should be 8.7. But, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, it's hard to stomach. It's hard to look at this Marlins team. It's hard to look at the way they've been playing, and it's hard to think that they can get to an over, and it's hard to think they can win this game. Um, I'm kind of just going to be trusting the model on this one, though, and just saying Garrett's a good pitcher, and the Pirates' offense isn't that good, and so the Marlins should have a chance to win this game. With regards to the over, I'm just going to trust it's a warmer night. Pirates' bullpen is terrible. Marlins' offense is a little bit better against lefties. But I'm telling you, it's it's a tough one to swallow. It's one that, you know, usually there's, in a day like today where there's 14 games, 15 games, you know, usually on a Friday, I'll look at the slate. There's usually like one line that I'm like, mm, that's a little bit weird. It's not easy to predict exactly how it'll play out. Sometimes when I think it's a little bit weird, the model's seeing stuff that I'm not seeing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm well aware the Marlins have been terrible and they haven't scored. The Marlins will win again, and they will score runs again. And getting out of uh, their home ballpark into a more hitter-friendly ballpark in Pittsburgh at a warmer night, at least to start, might be the cure for their ales. It may not. Uh, but they will win again at some point. Model thinks they're 54.5% likely to win this one. So we'll see what sort of value we can get on this when a line comes out. And, of course, one of these pitchers may not. Uh, I think it's... Uh, Quintana, I don't think it's confirmed for the Pirates. So if they throw a different pitcher, of course, that changes things there as well. 7 to 5 Eastern, first pitch, Cubs at the Phillies. Hot one in Philly. We're going to start from the low 90s, close in the mid 80s. Winds will be blowing out. Kind of a similar story as before, though, to right field, not to left, but it's going to start off in the 5 to 10 mile an hour range and die down as the night goes on. But I mean, massive hitting weather here in this one. Justin Steele versus Kyle Gibson. I like the over in this one. I just don't love it. I don't love the juice at minus 117. I do love the push protection on the nine, but that's about the only thing I can say. The model says 9.6. The model says, look, you got really hot weather and a wind blowing out, but I like both these starting pitchers. The model likes both these starting pitchers. These both are above average. Both bullpens are above average. Cubs offense below average. Phillies offense solid, but you know, still not what, it, what we hoped it would be, what we thought it might be. So... I still like the over, but there's just enough good pitching in this one to keep it at a B grade. Again, the model thinks 9.6. It's just not enough to get me to an A grade on this over. If I was laying minus, maybe minus 105, even money, that would be an A grade. I never know what the number's going to do. Uh, obviously, it's trending towards 9.5 now, and that's, I think, a, a much better price. But I don't know where the money's going to come in. So if it does get better odds, maybe you're considering this an A grade, but at minus 117, it's only a B over for me. I think there will be some runs, but I like the pitching enough in this one to say I don't think it'll be too crazy there. With regards to the side, I think this one's priced pretty well. The model says Phillies minus 126. Well, I'll take the Phillies at minus 127. Just a lean. Not a lot of value, in my opinion. If this price comes down, I'd be comfortable upgrading it to a B pick on the Phillies. But at minus 127, I just, I, I think... I think it's not really the best price um, to invest in. 
Um, like I said, I like both pitchers. Both these guys have ERAs in the low fours. The advanced metrics are a little more friendly to steal, but Gibson's a guy who's going to go a little bit deeper. So that kind of is a wash to me with regards to starting pitching. Both bullpens have been pretty solid. The Cubs bullpen um, maybe projects a little bit better uh, than it's performed so far. The Phillies bullpen's actually been pretty solid lately. Um, so again, if it wasn't for these bullpens being projecting well, I would I would expect more runs. But I think that keeps us closer in the 9 or 10 run, so it's an over I like, just not an over I love there in Philadelphia. So to 5 Eastern start time, Yankees at the Orioles. Something to note, a real rough travel spot here for the Yankees, and that is built in the model, playing two games, finishing up at you know 8 or 9 o'clock, and then having to travel to Baltimore today where the Orioles were just chilling all break. So a rough travel spot for the Yankees here. Um, I'll be on the Yankees at minus 152. Just to lean, the model says minus 154. If it wasn't for the travel spot, I could really get behind the Yankees a lot more on this one. It's just, it's too big, too much of a price to lay, given the travel, in my opinion. If, you, if you're down in the minus, um, you know, minus 140s, it's probably up to a B pick. But at this price, it's just not one that I want to be too strong on. Jamison Tyon versus Tyler Wells. I like Tyon better than Wells. Um, Tyon's a pitcher who's had, you know, 386 ERA advanced metrics lined up pretty evenly with that. Definitely an above average pitcher. Wells is a 338 ERA, but the advanced metrics do say it should be about a run higher. So a guy who projects more at league average, I think there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors here. Maybe not as some pitchers, but I think that's a little bit friendly, and I don't think he's going to continue at this pace. And a good Yankees offense, I think, is has a good chance of taking advantage of that. Again, the travel spot's the only concern. So the Yankees have an edge here with a starting pitcher. Of course, they have an edge with the bats, edge with the bullpen. As good as Baltimore's been this season, they still are overmatched by this Yankees team. I don't think I'm breaking any news with that. So I think the Yankees are the right side to be on here. It's just minus 152 is not a good enough price, in my opinion, to really be overly invested, um, just knowing that the, the the travel for the Yankees is just not ideal. We'll talk about the same thing with the Astros. They get here going to Seattle later in the show. Playing two games and then traveling across the country is not ideal. With regards to the total, I'll take the over nine at even money with a B pick. The, the model says 9.7. It's a similar situation what we've talked about everywhere else across the country here. Warm weather, slight breeze blowing out. Um, I mean, it just lines up pretty much ideally or, or perfectly with everything else. Low 90s to start, mid 80s to close. Great hitting weather. At some point, there will be some runs the ball will carry. When we talk about this warm hitting weather, how reliant teams are on the home run, there's going to be one of these games that we're taking it over on that's going to finish like three to one because players just aren't able to get, you know, decent fly balls. And that's the whole point of this is that in Baltimore tonight, in Philly, in Pittsburgh, definitely in Cincinnati, and a couple other places we're going to talk about later, there's going to be some routine fly balls that get out of the park. And some nights there's going to be a random game where there's just not a lot of routine fly balls that can get out. They just kind of hang up at the warning track or, you know, more ground balls, more strikeouts, things like that. So it's not about every single one of these overs is going to hit. It's about the totality of a lot of these really good weather spots. There's going to be a lot of runs tonight, and I don't know where exactly they're going to happen, but these overs are going to go, you know, two out of three or something are going to win because there's going to be more high-scoring games than not. So you never know exactly which one, but this warm weather definitely lends itself to an over. I like the even money. I like the push protection on the nine. Uh, again, I think overs the right play. Just couldn't quite get to an A grade here. If there is any lingering travel effects on the Yankees, it's probably going to be more likely to affect the hitters than the pitchers, especially since every hitter played yesterday in one, if not two games. So I just can't quite get to an A grade. If we weren't coming off that spot, 
I'd like the Yankees at this price a little bit more, and I'd like the over a little bit more. Both would probably get a one-letter grade upgrade. But that travel spot, again, the model takes that a little bit into account. Just says there's just a little bit too much happening here to be over-invested in a situation where if the Yankees' bats don't show up, we're kind of hosed on both plays. 17 Eastern first pitch, Padres at the Mets. Warm one in New York, going to be upper 80s, mid-upper 80s to start, mid-80s to close. Wind's blowing out, just like we've been talking about everywhere else. I'm on the over seven on this one, but only with a lean on a C-grade pick. The model says 7.5. These two pitchers are really good. So, I mean, it's it's now you're talking about Max Scherzer, who, I, don't, I mean, you you all know, is a fantastic pitcher. 222 ERA in his 11 starts this season. And the underlying metrics behind that say it should be just a tiny bit higher. Having a fantastic season, always a great pitcher. A guy who can single-handedly shut out the opposing team. Padres offense, just average. Relievers, I don't know. They, they grade out okay, but I just, I'm just i always scared when the Padres relievers are involved. But the Mets bullpen's really good. And Darvish is good himself. Uh, 341 ERA and the advanced metrics only right behind that. So, I mean, two good starting pitchers, uh, two good relievers. A pitcher's park. In, uh, in at City Field there, so I'm still going over. I think this weather is just too hitter friendly. Uh, a five to ten mile an hour breeze blowing out the entire night. It's just with these two pitchers involved, it's not one you can be overly confident in. Seven's a really low number, though. I think that's the bottom line. Is that if this was in a, a chilly night in New York, this would easily be a total that I should say should be six and a half. But on a night like tonight, I think it should be seven and a half. I think the weather matters, especially with this new ball. We've seen just the way that it that it reacts. I like the over. I think it's the right side. It's just not one I want to be too invested in given Scherzer and Darvish being really good pitchers. With regards to the side, I'll take the Mets at minus 173 with a lean. The model says minus 177. If this is down to the 160s, that would be a B gray, but at minus 173. It's enough to play the Mets, but it's not one that I really like. Always like backing Scherzer, but we just have to be cognizant of the price here. And there's not a lot of value on this. And so I'm always talking about parlays and I know, a lot of you are playing parlays. My recommendation is put values, valuable plays in your parlay. And if you like plus odds or minus odds, whatever, it doesn't matter. However you do your parlay, just make sure that there's value on them. I don't think at 173, there's a ton of value on the Mets. So it's not one that I'm throwing into a lot of parlays or heavy parlays or things like that, just because I think you're adding about as much risk as you are getting the payout. There's a slight bit of value in the Mets, just not a lot. There's some other bigger favorites Later on that we'll talk about that'd be much more comfortable throwing into a parlay because I think you're adding more value, more payout than you are adding risk. In this case, the Mets. I like the Mets. Just minus 173 isn't great. Like I said, I, I'm looking really for a price in the minus 160s. If it gets in the 160s, now I think we're talking about a B-grade play there on the Mets at home there in New York. 7-10 first pitch. Blue Jays at the Red Sox. 93 degrees in Boston to start, mid-80s to close, winds blowing out at 5 to 10 miles an hour. I swear it's, it's a repeat, just a lot of warm weather, especially up in the northeast where there's a lot of cities it's in a small area. But you got a hitter-friendly ballpark there at Fenway and warm weather. I mean, I think there are going to be some runs in this one. Obviously, Kevin Gaussman's fantastic, and Eovaldi's good himself. Gaussman with a 287 ERA, but the advanced metrics actually say it should be a half run better. The numbers love Gaussman this year. Fantastic pitcher. Can't really say much bad about him. Eovaldi, a 334 ERA. Vance Petrick says should be about a half run higher than that, but still a pretty good pitcher. I mean, two good pitchers 
but two bullpens that are just average, two pretty good offenses. And again, in one of the more hitter-friendly ballparks in the country, for the most part, I think Fenway probably would rate about the third or fourth best hitter ballpark now. And, and it's tough to see exactly how that plays out because uh, for years, obviously, Coors was first. Arizona was second because uh, the ball really carried there um, in Arizona and Phoenix. Uh, they added the humidor there sooner than every other ballpark. And that actually brought the scoring down a little bit there in Arizona, but now they've added one everywhere else. We're kind of still waiting on some of that to balance out. But I think at this point now, you know, number one, course, number two, Cincinnati. And then I think in some order, three or four is probably still either Arizona or here in Boston. Massive, or, or at least top five. Then you also added Toronto there. But I mean, definitely the top five hitter ballpark, a hot night. Ball's going to fly out of that ballpark. I love the over eight and a half. It's minus 117 odds. The model says 11.4. And again, the model gives weight to the fact that Gaussman's really good. It gives weight to Eovaldi being good. It gives weight to the fact that both these guys, Gaussman specifically, can really give you a lot of length, and that makes the bullpens go less. That's more valuable, but it's still, you got two good offenses and a hot night in a hitter's ballpark. Eight and a half is way too low. I love this over. There in Boston. And I'll take the Red Sox at plus 109 with a B-grade pick. This is a toss-up game. The model says Red Sox should be minus 102 favorite. I think the fact that, um, you know, you do have the fact that the Blue Jays have a better offense and a better starting pitcher. But when you look at the lefty-righty splits, the Blue Jays' offense is extremely right-handed heavy, and their offense is going to really go to talent left-handed pitching. Against right-handed pitching, their offense is good. Against left-handed pitching, it's phenomenal. And so that's how you get to the, the Blue Jays. Again, very good offense. It's just they're going to perform better against lefties. Yavaldi, of course, being a right-handed pitcher. I think these offenses, based off the starting pitcher matchup, are much closer than you'd think. Bullpens, fairly close. The edge that Gaussman has over Yavaldi is pretty much wiped out by the fact that the game's in Boston. It's a coin toss game. I'll take plus 109. I think there's value on the Red Sox. I don't know who's going to win. I think there are going to be a lot of runs. So give me plus odds. Give me the over there in Boston. 720 Eastern first pitch. Angels at the Braves. Still no trout tonight. Eligible to come off of the injured list tomorrow. We will see if that happens. The theory is that he will because he was maybe gonna play at right before the All-Star break. And so, you know, you have to think that if he was potentially playing and he was in the lineup card and then just couldn't go, that he'll be playing right away when he's eligible, but you just never know with something like the back. So obviously we'll have to keep an eye on that. He matters more to their lineup than anybody else in baseball. He's the best player in baseball. Um, and the Angels offense is so top heavy without him. It gets really weak. And that's why I love the Braves here. This Angels offense is pretty bad without Trout. Rates in the you know bottom five, for sure bottom 10. Obviously, Otani's fantastic, but the Braves have a massive edge in offense. They have a massive edge in relievers. And the only thing the A's have, Angels have going for them is Otani. Now, Otani is fantastic. Uh, don't get me wrong, but and, – and, and I like to say, he's just the pitcher. He can't score the runs. He can, <laughs> obviously, and he's done that before. But, I mean, the only way the Angels win this game, in my opinion, is if it becomes the Shohei Otani show. And that's possible, but that's – just less likely on the road against a really good Braves team, a good Braves offense, and a good pitcher in Charlie Morton. I think minus 146 is a steal. I love the Braves here, A grade play. The model says it should be Braves minus 201. The Angels aren't a good team. As good as Otani is, I feel much better about Otani 
single-handedly stealing a game against a weaker team and or at home. He was able to do it against the Astros, and that was fantastic. That was at home. I'll, I'll, I'll just I want to make him do it on the road against the Braves. Um, this is the toughest spot for him to steal a game. If 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 the Angels win this one based off Otani, we're starting to enter a territory of the Angels are going to win every game Otani pitches and lose every game he doesn't. I mean, it's not going to be that simple. But if he can win this one, I mean, props to him. I just think the Braves are a great value play here. I just don't think he can do it all himself. Otani's rising the rankings though of my starting pitchers, um, approaching a sixty and a grade in the sixties. Um, which right now that's Degrom and uh, you know Sandy's up there uh, and Burns is up there. No one else has touched a sixty that I can think of this season. And Otani's at a seventy-one, so he's getting there. He's really good. The model knows he's really good. But I, I like Charlie Morton. He's got a four forty-five ERA in the season with the advanced metrics. It should be a half run better. And he's getting better as the season goes along, just like he did last year. Struggled to start off in the season. Struggled a little bit more this year than last year, but he's pitched really well lately. He's getting the strikeouts up. I just don't see the Angels scoring off of Morton at all. Um, you know, the, the extra strikeouts, extra pitches means he's not going to go as deep. But with that Braves bullpen, that's not a problem. They're rested. They're really good. They got a lot of depth. Just too much to like about the Braves here tonight. Minus 146. A great play for me. I love it. With regards to the total, I'll take the under 7. The model says 7.2. So the model says it's priced really well. I like the minus 101 odds. I don't think the Angels score. And anytime Otani's pitching, it's hard to see a ton of runs happening. Um all the bullpens are rested. Uh, I, I think I think this is a Braves, you know, three to one type win. So I'll go under on this one. Just a lean, though. Um, the Braves' offense is good enough, and the Angels' bullpen is bad enough that it's one. And 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 Atlanta's been a is a really hitter friendly park here in the summer. Um, so it's it's not one I'm overly confident. The, the the good side on the under is it's not as hot in Atlanta today as it is everywhere else in the country, will be in the low 80s to start and the upper 70s to close and no real wind effects. So that's the saving grace for the under. If this was a situation where it was uh, a normal you know, July night in Atlanta, we could easily be talking about way more runs happening just because of the ball carrying. But it's not as hitter-friendly there as it's going to be everywhere else tonight. So I'll take a lean here on this under. Two good pitchers and not extremely hitter-friendly weather. But it's one that I think is priced pretty well. And I can't be too confident in any under involving the Angels bullpen or the Braves offense. So just to lean for me on that under. Eight cities doing first pitch. Rockies at the Brewers. Antonio Sensatella versus Corbin Burns. Sensatella, 495 ERA. Advanced metrics say 406 is what I have here for him. That's the Coors field effect. Your ERA is going to be about a run higher because of pitching there. Um, a solid pitcher rates out in the model as a 105. You know, nothing great. Just kind of a ho-hum guy. Uh, Brewers throwing Corbin Burns. 214 ERA advanced metrics have it. Uh, in the upper twos, he clocks in today at a 69 there. So uh, one of the better pitchers in the game. Burns has just been rolling. I think we all know that. The model says the Brewers should be a minus 300 favorite. So I'll take the Brewers at minus 272. It's a B pick. I think there's some value on the Brewers still. I think they're a little bit underpriced, but not by much. It's a situation where that number is really high. And so I still think the Brewers are the right side. They're one I would be comfortable throwing into parlays, but they're not one that I want to be too invested in at a price like that. You could also look run line. 
I, I personally just don't love run lines. In general, the value's about the same. If you just consistently play them, you're going to win fewer games on the run line, but your odds being better are going to help you out. So it's going to kind of balance out in the wash for the most part, but I just haven't, don't seem to have the ability to zig and zag the right way with the run line, so I try to stay away from them. You could look Brewers run line. I just don't like it as much. I don't love this Brewers offense. I just don't see this Rockies offense scoring off of Burns. And so because of that, I just think I'll just lay the odds here at minus 272 and take the Brewers. It's just not one that I can say that I think has a ton of value, but it has enough that I want to be on the Brewers for sure. Model says 7.9 for the total. You have a hitter-friendly ballpark in Milwaukee. You have a really bad Rockies bullpen. I'll go over. I like even money, but it's not one that I'm overly confident in. Like I said, I don't see the Rockies scoring too many runs here against Burns, and so I just don't want to be that invested in an over. But even money's nice. Like I said, main thing is I'll take the Brewers here if you want to look one line, alternate one lines, things like that. Go to throw the Brewers in the parlor. I think it's kind of your best bet. Total-wise, though, like I said, I think it's priced fairly well here. Not one that I, I want to be too invested in. Eight CDs to first pitch. Guardians at the White Sox. Mid-80s to start, around 80 degrees to close. Winds be blowing in or across. A little bit of that crosswind there, a little bit in at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Uh, kind of a neutral night there in Chicago. A little bit warmer on the temperatures, but the wind might help a little bit if it's more in. So that kind of balances out. So not the hitter-friendly conditions that we're seeing in a lot of places across the country. Cal Quantrill versus Lucas Giolito. Giolito, better than his ERA, um, but still not great. Advanced metric C's ERA should actually be in the, in the high threes, around four. Has pitched well at times and has been clueless at times. Just a, a decent pitcher, I guess you'd say. Quantrill, 375 ERA, but the advanced metric say it should be about a, a full run higher. I like Quantrill. I think he's a little bit better than that, but there still is a starting pitcher edge for the White Sox in Giolito, according to the projections. That's not obviously according to the results this year. Results-wise, Giolito's uh, been the worst pitcher between the two, but I still think is a little bit better of a pitcher than Quantrill. But again, I do like Quantrill. Um, and Giolito's been a disappointment, but that doesn't mean that Giolito is useless at this point. He's had a couple good starts recently, so just something to keep in mind there with him. These bullpens are about the same. These offenses are about the same. Of course, the White Sox really take advantage of left-handed pitching. Quantrill's a righty, so that makes them about the same. Model says that the White Sox should only be a minus 123 favorite, so I'll take the Guardians at plus 133 with a B pick. Not enough value for an A, in my opinion. If this gets up into the upper 130s, especially if it gets to minus one or plus 140, that I think there's enough value there for an A play on the Guardians. But at plus 133, enough value to back them but not one that I love. I think it's a coin tossy type game where the only edges that the White Sox have is being home and in Giolito. So if you disagree with that assessment and you think Giolito is worse, then you probably like this Guardians play more than I do. Um, but I still am trusting the model and saying that Giolito is still the better pitcher between the two. White Sox jumped from 50 to 53% more or less being home. And then the model gives them an extra 2% chance because of Giolito being a little bit better. Otherwise, this game is a wash, in my opinion. So I think plus 133 offers enough value to be on the Guardians with a B-grade pick. With regards to the total, I think it's priced fairly well. Model says 8.1, so 8.5 with some juice probably translates to about 8.4. So it's pretty close. I think under's the right side here. 
it's just not one that I think there's a ton of value on. If this was nine, this may actually jump to an A play just because of that push protection on nine. Nine is uh, the second most likely outcome here. The most likely outcome is eight runs, in my opinion. The second most likely outcome is nine, and the third most likely outcome is seven. So at nine, really got to like this under. I'm, I mean, I, like I said, I, it, depending on the odds, it, might even become an A play. At eight and a half, it's kind of a C plus play. I don't love the minus 116. I think it's priced fairly well. Um, like I said, if I was pricing it, I might price it at eight and flip the juice a little bit. Or if I was pricing it at eight and a half, I probably would have a little more juice in it. So I think there's a little value in the under, but not a lot. But like I said, I'm keeping my eye on this one. If this gets up to nine, really like that under nine because again, it's not the header friendly of weather. I think both pitches are good enough. Both offenses are just mad. Both bullpens are. Surprisingly, at least to me, solid. But eight and a half and juice. And that's just all in for me. So my favorite game of the night, eight tennies to the first pitch, raised at the Royals. A hot one in Kansas City, 96 degrees at first pitch. And we're going to close and it's still going to be 90 degrees there. Winds be blowing out to left field about 10 miles an hour to start. Still over five miles an hour by the end of the game. This is a hitter's paradise and a top 10 hitter-friendly ballpark there in Kansas City, a Royals team that, for the most part, has been going over a lot, and a Rays team that's been going over, especially on the road. I mean, this over, there is a lot to like here. The total is 9 at minus 101. It's an A-grade over for me. Model says 11.6. Keller's a solid pitcher. I think Keller gets a little bit too much love for the Royals because he's so much better than the than most of the starting pitcher. Singer's kind of in that same boat. Keller and Singer are both solid but I think they get a little bit too much respect because they're a lot better than a lot of the Royals pitchers, but they're still not great. I mean, I have Keller rated as a 94. Zero is about four. The advanced metrics say it should be a tiny bit higher. Good, sure, above average, but he's not great. And Rasmussen is a pitcher who I've liked backing before. Um, he does have a 322 ERA, but the advanced metrics say it should be a half run higher. He's not a guy that's offered them a lot of length. The projections are a little bit down on him. Have him as an average pitcher. Race bullpen's been disappointing this year. Royals relievers haven't been great. The Royals have been an over team. They've scored more runs than I've expected, especially at home. The Rays offense, again, scores pretty well on the road. Love this over. And I think it's a coin toss type game, too. The model says it should be Royals minus 105. Basically, flip a coin in this. Royals at plus 118 offers tremendous value, in my opinion. A grade on the Royals, A grade on the over. It profiles very similar to a game that we talked about at the top of the show, um, with the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, middle of the show, I guess I should say. I think it'd be a lot of runs, and I don't know who's going to win. So give me the plus odds. Just there, we got Boston plus 109. Here we're getting Kansas City plus 118, even more value. Like I said, I have no idea what's going to happen in here. Royals have a slight edge with regards to the starting pitcher. Bullpens, probably about a wash. Ray have an edge on offense, but then the Royals are home. Who the heck knows what's going to happen here? Plus 118 is tremendous value on the Royals. And over nine, this is one where you might even look alternate totals and just see what kind of fun plus odds you can get. Like I said, the model thinks 11.6. I think there's going to be a lot of runs. I don't trust either one of these sets of relievers. The Royals have been an over team. I don't know what else to say other than just I think there'll be a lot of runs in this one. And I love the plus 118 on the Royals. Maybe we can get a double A-grade winner there tonight in Kansas City. 940 Eastern first pitch, Nats at the Diamondbacks. No line out yet, as Corbin has not been confirmed for the Nationals as of the time of this recording. 
If it is Corbin, a guy I've talked about a lot this year and said he's not as bad as that ERA, and I stand by that. He's looked a little bit better lately. Not a great pitcher, but he projects pretty average, and his advanced metrics say that his ERA should be in the low four. So a guy who I think is just ho-hum, middle-of-the-road average starting pitcher, one that is hurting the Nats' payroll because he's not providing the value that they're paying him, but just an average starting pitcher. Against Zach Allen, who the model's a little bit down on. I was a little surprised to see his rating at a 91. Gallon seems like he's a better pitcher than that. There's a 356 ERA in the advanced metrics. It should be actually about four. So it's a situation where the Diamondbacks have an edge with regards to the starting pitcher, but maybe not by as much as maybe not by as much as you'd think. That's at least what the model says. Um, obviously, it's hard to get past the fact that Gallon has an ERA over two points better than Corbin, but I just I don't think that Corbin's ERA is representative of how he's pitched this year. Again, he hasn't been great. He hasn't been good, but I think he's been fairly average. So again, the Gallon is better than Corbin. I just I don't think it's by as much as that ERA. Again, remember, ERA is not the most predictive stat going forward. So trying to predict what's going to happen tonight, um, that ERA discrepancy is not really part of my, not really on my radar, okay? Relievers, the Nats relievers are bad. The Diamondbacks relievers are worse. Offense, uh, these offenses are just terrible. Model says Diamondbacks minus 114 basically says that the Nationals relievers kind of offset Corbin and there's just not going to be a lot of good baseball happening, not going to be a game you want to watch and says this is a complete toss-up. Give the Diamondbacks an edge for being home and move on. It's kind of what the model's saying. It also points out the Diamondbacks' offense is worse against lefties. So if it is Corbin, Diamondbacks' offense gets a bit of a ding going against a lefty as they're fairly left-handed heavy. So I'm probably going to end up being on the Nationals on this one. I personally, I'd be very surprised if this is not like my hunch is the the books are going to hang a number like Diamondbacks minus 130, minus 140. Be my thought. Because I just think that the perception is going to be Gallon's a lot better than Corbin. And so my hunches were going to be on the Nats. It's all about the price, though. Again, I think the Dimebacks should be favored. I think they should just be slightly favored. Um, we'll see what the number is. And again, I'll tweet that out and add it to the sheet when it happens. And again, the model says the total should be eight and a half. I have no idea what the total should be on this one. It's just going to be terrible baseball. <laughs> it's, we'll see what kind of value we can get out of it. But it's definitely not a game that should be on our televisions tonight, unless you're a diehard fan of one of these two teams. Same start time there, 9.40 Eastern. Rangers at the A's. A chilly night in Oakland. Mid-60s to start. We're going to close in the upper 50s. Winds blowing out but dying down as the night goes on. Kind of a standard wind situation in Oakland. It's kind of how that ballpark plays. Um, so with regards to how you read off the park factor, they tend to have a wind blowing out to start the game and it dying down overnight. So it's just kind of a standard thing that seems to happen for at least two, if not three, of the parks there in California. Spencer Howard versus Cole Irvin. Spencer Howard is terrible, y'all. 697 ERA. The advanced metrics say it should be in the low sixes, so maybe it should be a little better, but not by much. One of the worst starting pitchers I have in the database. Cole Irvin, a 321 ERA. I don't think he's that good. A lot of that is playing in a massively pitcher-friendly ballpark. Advanced metrics say it should be a full run higher, but an average pitcher. An average pitcher who's going to have better numbers than he should because he pitches in Oakland. That's just the way it goes. So average starting pitcher for the A's. Terrible starting pitcher for the Rangers. Bullpens, probably about a wash. Rangers have a much better offense. But when you look at the lefty-righty splits, the Rangers offense gets a little bit of a ding. I think the A's should be favored in this game. I have them at a 53% win probability. 
I like the A's here at plus 103 A grade play. I think plus odds in the A's are fantastic here. Even money is fantastic. I think they should be favored. I think they win this game. I love fading Spencer Howard. I love the spot travel-wise. The Rangers traveled literally across the country. They didn't play a day game. But, I mean, that flight from Miami to Oakland is brutal. I mean, that's a massive edge for the A's. The A's played twice yesterday, but they played at home. Um, got to go home at a reasonable time because that second game for them was still a day game. Get normal night's rest, play a normal night game tonight, lots of time to recuperate. Rangers traveling across the country. Just a horrible spot for them. Momentum's only as good as your next day starting pitcher, and their starting pitcher today is not good. So I'm back in the A's, plus 103, A-grade play. And with the rest of the total, I'll take a B-grade on the under 7.5. I think this total should be 7. Model says 6.7. Again, with all these weird travel things today because of the some of the makeup stuff yesterday, um, if that affects anything on the bats, if it makes the A's bats a little bit worse because of playing twice yesterday, if it makes the Rangers bats a little bit worse based off the travel yesterday, uh, you're talking about a situation where runs are going to be hard to come by in a pitcher's park at a chilly night in Oakland. Um, I think seven and a half is too many. Only a B-grade play. I don't love the minus 120 there. It'd be an A-grade play um, if it's eight. doesn't matter the juice, um, as long as it's reasonable, of course. Um, you know, Not an alternate line of eight, but uh, you know, eight at minus 120, minus 125, that'd be an A-grade play. Or seven and a half would be an A-grade if you're talking more even money, um, maybe minus 105. It's kind of about the cut point there. So if the odds get better, maybe it jumps to an A-grade. But for now, at minus 120, only a B grade. That's just a little bit steeper of a price that I want to lay to give it that confidence. 10-10 Eastern first pitch Giants at the Dodgers. A wild one last night. Uh, I played out kind of like we expected. The Giants had a chance. The plus odds made a lot of sense. Didn't get the winner for us. The over did lots of runs. I mean, if you take away that missed fly ball uh, in the second inning, Radon has a much better night. Game still goes over, and the Giants have a chance to win that. Those three runs uh, definitely hurt them a lot. Um, but as we talked about, the Giants' bullpen is terrible, and the Dodgers are able to score off of them. The, the, the freebie runs off of losing a fly ball in the lights just was insult to injury. Um, and, the, and, and the Giants were able to score. Like I said yesterday, I just didn't see how the Dodgers were going to get nine good innings. Mitch White looked much better than we thought um, he would, but it, it's, it was just the Giants' offense is pretty solid. I see tonight playing out fairly similar to last night. Um, tonight I'm on the Dodgers. I think that price is a pretty good one at minus 137. It's an A-grade pick for me as the model says – it should be minus 185. I, yo, I like Tyler Anderson. The model likes Tyler Anderson. I think this guy's pretty good. He has a 296 ERA. And the advanced metrics say it should only be about a half a run higher. So it's not like it's smoke and mirrors. And I don't think he's probably that good, but I think he's a good pitcher. Not as good as Logan Webb. Logan Webb is a better pitcher for sure. Um, advanced metrics support his ERA. Webb is fantastic. No complaints there. But I, I just don't think Webb is good enough to, to take this game over. You saw it even with that kind of fly ball snafu last night. The Dodgers offense is good enough um, that they still got to Radon, got a couple runs off of him, and they kind of had a lot of pressure on him. And I think Radon's a better pitcher than Webb is. So I think the Dodgers score again tonight. They're better against righties than lefties. Talked about this yesterday, so the Dodgers offense gets a little bit of a boost there um, now that they're facing a righty uh, as they're a fairly left-handed heavy team, especially right now, again, with Chris Taylor being injured. It's Dodgers offense... Is really good. This Giants offense projects to be worse. Um, Lefty-righty split here facing Tyler Anderson. So the discrepancy in the offense, I think, is bigger tonight. 
The discrepancy in the bullpens is huge, and the only edge the Giants have is Logan Webb. I just don't think it's enough to justify this number. The model says minus 185. I'm on the Dodgers minus 137 with an A-grade play. I think this price is just crazy low, in my opinion. If you think that Webb can win this game for the Giants, my opinion, don't take the Giants plus 127 because that is stupid low odds for the uphill battle he faces. Just back Logan Webb somehow. Maybe play first five Giants or back take Logan Webb as a, on a – take his innings over. He, 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 take his strikeouts over. Something like that because to me, there's only one way the Giants win this game, and that's if Logan Webb goes eight innings and gives up one run. That's the recipe for success. Otherwise, the Dodgers win this game. The Giants' bullpen is terrible. The Dodgers' offense is good enough. They're going to get probably a run, maybe two off of Webb, um, you know, maybe even three on a good night. Plus, they're going to get a couple off the bullpen. I mean, the, the Dodgers should score five runs in this game. And if you say the Dodgers aren't going to score five runs, it's because Logan Webb pitched out of his mind. That's the play you have to make if you like the Giants. Otherwise, plus 127 just doesn't offer any value, in my opinion. To me, it's either back the Dodgers or find some prop on Webb that you really like because he's the only chance the Giants really have, in my opinion. Otherwise, the, the Dodgers have edges everywhere. I think Anderson can hold this Giants offense down. The Dodgers relievers are good. I just Like I said, there's just no value in the Giants. It's, it's, it's either Logan Webb or Dodgers are your only ways to look at this game, in my opinion, there. With regards to the total, I'll take the over eight. It's a B-grade play. The model says nine. It's only a B-grade play because I am well aware that Logan Webb can take this game over. And if he does, I don't want an A-grade on the over. I'd rather just have the A-grade on the, on the Dodgers. So I like the over. I think it'll be kind of like last night. I think there will be a few runs early and then some extra runs late, especially off the Giants relievers. So I think the over-8 makes some sense. It's just not one that I can give an A-grade to knowing that Logan Webb's involved and just respecting how good he is. And to close us off here, 10 10 Eastern first pitch, Astros at the Mariners. Our favorite, our favorite team, the Mariners, that we've just been riding like crazy. My favorite team, the Astros. This is a tough one for me personally. Um, you know, I have mentioned, and I mean, if you know this though, you know, I'm not afraid to back my team. I'm not afraid to go against my team. Uh, I went against them in game six of the World Series last year. Um, the Braves won that one. So uh, I'm not afraid to fade them if, if the moment calls for it. I think that's the situation here. I think we have to fade the Astros here and continue to back the Mariners. It's not an A-grade play. I just don't think the value is there for an A-grade play. I'll take them at plus 104. The model says it should be Mariners minus 103. So just a little bit of value here. I'm really looking for plus odds in the Mariners or at least even money, though. Once you get to a price like Mariners minus 105 or minus 110, I just don't think there's a lot of value. But this is a truly terrible travel spot for the Astros playing last night. We talked about it with the Yankees. It's worse for the Astros because going to play a team in Seattle who's just been on fire lately. It's a much tougher proposition than the Yankees playing an Orioles team. That's good, just not as good as this Mariners team is. Like I said, really tough travel spot. And that's accounted for in the model. Makes this, I think, a toss-up game. Pitcher-wise, Arquiti's a better pitcher than Gonzalez. And so that gives the Ashes a little bit of an edge. Offensively, the Ashes have a better offense than the Mariners. Bullpen-wise, I'll take the Mariners' bullpen. But again, a lot of this is just about the travel, and that's why I think this is a toss-up game. The model is down on Gonzalez. We've talked about him a lot. He does have a 350 ERA. Part of that is because he's playing in a really pitcher-friendly ballpark. 
Um, but the advanced metrics say it should be closer to five. So that's the only hesitation here for an A-grade play is that this Astros offense is good. And if Gonzalez reverts back to kind of what the model thinks he's going to do, which is, again, a little bit below average, Sasha's offense can put up some runs. Arquidis looked really good lately, so I'm very hesitant to go too hard against the Mariners because Arquidis go in the right direction, and I just don't believe in Gonzalez. And like I said, I think the Astros, I think we all agree, the Astros have a better offense than the Mariners. It's just the fact that the travel is such a bad spot for the Astros. I still think the Mariners are the right side, but I just don't want to give it an A grade. As much as we've been riding A grade Mariners, I just don't think there's enough value at plus 104. If this number gets out to plus 110, you're thinking about an A grade. If it gets to plus 115, it's absolutely an A grade. Okay, it's just that's too much value because this is a truly coin toss type game, in my opinion. With regards to the total, the model says 8.2. I'll take a flyer on the under, 8.5. Just a lean, though. Uh, like I said, the Sasha's offense can really punish Gonzalez, but you have a pitcher friendly ballpark. And like I mentioned before, with these weird games, doubleheaders and travel, if anything, if the bats are a little bit sleepy, that's going to let itself to an under. So I think under is the right side for this one. It's just not one that I can be too heavily invested in. The Astros' totals have just been really hard to predict because they've been so variable with how they can score runs in bunches. And they score runs in bunches, it's going to go over. And if they don't, it's going to go over. And so how do you predict if they're going to have a five-run inning? Right? Because sometimes they're doing it against good pitchers, and sometimes they're not. It's just it's really hard to tell with this Astros' offense. They just they score quickly. Uh, but you saw in game one yesterday, they couldn't. And so you saw him go under in a game yesterday and over in a game yesterday. It's just hard to tell what this offense is going to do. It's so um, hit or miss. And when it hits, it's fantastic. And when it misses, they don't score. So part of me says they won't score, right? Travel, doubleheader yesterday, pitcher's park. But part of me says, like, it's a pitcher like Gonzalez, they can't score. So I don't really have a great angle on the total. I'll take a flyer on the under because the model says 8.2. But the main thing is, at plus odds, the Mariners are the right side here at least the day after this crazy travel uh, spot for the Astros. And so that does it here for us. I'll recap the A plays. I've got the over 10 in Cardinals Reds. I've got the over 8.5 in Blue Jays Red Sox. I'm taking the Braves at minus 146 at home against the Angels. I'm taking the Royals plus 118 at home against the Rays and in that game the over 9. I'll take the A's at plus money at home against the Rangers. And I'll take the Dodgers at minus 137 at home against the Giants there for my A plays. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>